What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. They're taking what you're saying to them, and they're hoping that you are what you talk. Let's be about anything we drop, because we're going to get tested on it. If, if, if the people on the street don't test us on it, God's going to test us on it. Kill the Mockingbird. Truth the Report with Sean Chris and Sebastian Farr. Kick his ass, Sebastian. Wake up! Wake up, America! Wake the fuck up! We'll get fucked the fuck up! Yo, what is up, y'all? Welcome to another episode of Kill the Mockingbird. Uh, looks like today, uh, the homie Seabass, he had some uh, family emergency come up. So, looks like I'm going to be running it all by myself today. So, uh, yeah, what's up with y'all? Um, I've been running through a lot of stories. I got some headlines. Uh, anybody want to hop in? Feel more free than to hop in, and I'll slap you up uh, into the into the feed, and uh, we could chop up some of these stories. Like I went through a couple quick headlines. Uh, we all heard about uh, Benjamin D. Rothschild, 57-year-old banker and chairman of the Edmund D. Rothschild's holding company, has died of a heart attack. Uh, Phil Spector. Uh, uh, the producer, who also uh, a little low, a little bit better. Can you hear me now? Check, check. Yeah, uh, Phil Spector died. They said of natural causes. Um, what else we got? Russia opposition leader Alexander uh, Navalin was arrested in the airport after returning to Moscow five months after being poisoned with the nerve gas agent. Um, yeah, Spectre to that, yeah. That, it was just kind of weird, too, because then that, uh, that uh, I don't know if she was like a CEO or part of the fa founding family of the, um, of Sweet and Low. She committed suicide. She was like 89. That was kind of um, suspect. And then with the, Spectre, who has connections with, uh, you know, Hollywood and the music industry. So that for sure is going to, um, that was pretty interesting. I thought it was kind of funny because I saw this tweet. Uh, they tweeted out that for the inaugura uh, inauguration, some of the music they picked was like Kendrick Lamar, uh, Tribe Called Quest. And then they said MF Doom, which I thought was funny because, uh, first of all, you know, MF Doom had passed away uh, recently. And he's not, like, super uh, mainstream. He's, like, you know, everybody in the underground respects him and likes him. But he was banned from this country. So now all of a sudden, like, it's just super social justice warrior putting it out there like that. Uh, I thought that was kind of humorous that they try to uh, jump on that bandwagon real quick. Another cool news is uh, in Italy, 50,000 restaurants and businesses open despite strict lockdowns in place. Uh, you can find videos of it. It's pretty cool. Um they just, like, told cops, like, uh, basically they're chanting freedom and they're, uh, all of them opened up, like, at the same time. So it made it uh, easier for them not to get shut down. Yeah, about that uh, suicide at 89. That's what I thought. I thought it was real suspect. Like, <clears throat> I mean, it's just very strange for to commit suicide such a at such a late age in your life, you would think. And then, you know, you hear a lot of this lately, the whole... Amazon says it will suspend donations to lawmakers who object Biden's victory uh, certification. 
join a grist, uh, growing a list of firms. Yeah, there's tons of them. Let's see what we got going up in here. All right. So the, yeah, that was uh, that one. We got ex Michigan uh, Michigan Governor Rick Snyder and others have been told they're being charged in the Flint water crisis. I was wondering why now. Yeah, he's saying uh, executive orders day one. What they want like. <clears throat> a mass, they're going to call it a mass challenge. They said, uh, so we'll see. And then you saw it. I know everybody also saw the other humorous news of Eric Swaldwell rejoins Homeland Security Committee despite alleged ties to Chinese spy. That was kind of. I thought that was just another poke in the face. <clears throat> Seems like a lot of uh of that's going on lately. I don't know. I'm trying to connect to you, uh, Slim Bob, but I don't know. It just said it w couldn't join or something. Um, what do I got over here? I got a couple clips lined up. I was watching uh. CNN for everybody because, uh, you know, not everybody has the stomach to watch that a lot. It's pretty it's pretty remarkable, like the propaganda pieces that come out here. Um, here's a little bit with. Uh, they're talking with. Uh, former Facebook insider. That has been perpetuated, in my view, by platforms like the one where I used to work, Facebook, as well as Twitter and others. It's really hard because what's happening is people are able to seek out the information that makes them feel good. Mm -hmm. it, that is what's happening is that you know, people have so much choice now. They can choose what their news sources are. They can choose what influencers they want to follow. Um, and, and they can try to seal out anything that qu helps them question that. And th I think that gets to a, a really core issue uh, with how our freedoms as Americans and, and the way we've treated press freedom in, in the past is being abused by these actors um, in that we have given a lot of leeway, uh, both in the traditional media and on social media, to people to have a very broad range of political views. And it is now in the great economic interest of those individuals to become more and more radical. And I think that one of the places you can see this is on the, the fact that you now have competitors to Fox News on their right, OANN yes. and Newsmax, which are carried by all the major cable networks. Um, who are trying to now outflank Fox on the right because the moment Fox introduced any kind of realism into their reporting, immediately a bunch of people chose to put themselves into a sealed ecosystem. And they can do that both on cable, they can do it online. Um, and that becomes a, a huge challenge of figuring out how do you bring those people back into the mainstream of fact-based reporting and try to get us all back into the, the same consensual reality. Man, it's just like, to me, it's funny because how can you be talking about propaganda and extremism and echo chambers when that is exactly what CNN is? CNN is like the biggest echo chamber ever. All they do is uh, paint these big propaganda pieces. I got a couple clips uh, lined up uh, to show you guys about some of the propaganda they put on. Like uh, this weekend, I watched uh, Anderson Cooper's. Um, he had a whole piece on the Capitol and... You know, they just dramatized it. They made it into something more than it is because it's more entertaining. And they're 
challenging the other side for doing the same thing that they're doing. It's just very, uh, 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 it's a unique situation to me. I find it comical because they actually believe what they're saying for some reason. And uh, I don't know if you guys all seen that about, uh, you know, the James O'Keefe, uh, Texas election official arrested for widespread voting harvest and fraud. Uh, I think it was a few months back. He exposed her. <laughs> and now she got uh, arrested for that. I don't have any clips because I'm sure everybody's already heard it. And then everybody's heard the clips of uh, uh, Jack Dorsey on uh, with James O'Keefe talking about, you know, this is just the beginning. There will be more, you know, talking about more purging of accounts. And I say, uh, I mean, obviously, like, it's a big thing. But all I say that the only way we could really fight back, because obviously we don't have a lobbyist. I think the way to fight back big tech would be just to, like, make multiple accounts with, like, multiple IP addresses, UV, uh, use VPNs, and just flood their system. Like, do whatever you want and just uh, protect yourself. Because obviously they are going after anybody, whether it's right, left, um, in between, libertarian, independent. Uh, anybody that's going against the narrative for sure is going to receive some bullshit. Uh, you know how they were saying there was going to be protest and, uh, gatherings and, uh, well, they said like, you know, they were fencing in for the Capitol. There was a couple like in my state, they had a couple. So I guess the Boogaloo boys were up at, uh, in Lansing at the Michigan Capitol. And, uh, I got a couple little clips. Um, I didn't get to catch the guy's name. I was looking around for it. I couldn't, uh, maybe he didn't want his name, but there was a couple clips of, a little message that he wanted to get out there and uh didn't really see it anywhere else uh just on you know only on the internet so let's see uh if you guys agree with what he says i kind of understand what he's saying i think uh it's going to be painted differently but i think this is what we're going to hear more of coming up in the future what we are witnessing today in our country did not come out of nowhere for many of us it was not only expected but inevitable a year ago in Virginia, the largest gun rights rally in the U.S. was held. A section of all political movements were in attendance. Not only right-wing activists, but also BLM organizations, John Brown Gun Club, and anarchist groups. The man was interviewed and he said something that stuck with me. He said that the people you see before you today are, not, are all rational people. We will talk to you, we will compromise, we will be peaceful. However, if the country continues down the path it is on, you will only have irrational people, and we do not want that. The sentiment was ignored, pushed aside, laughed at, and marginalized. Months later, the horrific murders of Breonna Taylor and Duncan Lemp by the hands of police occurred within days of each other. Among panic and fear of a global virus, tensions boiled over. An entire summer of riots, peace, police brutality, and tyranny followed. Shortly after, I was interviewed in this very spot. And I echoed the sentiments of that man. It does not matter how you feel about these groups. BLM, Antifa, Boogaloo, Three Percenters, right-wing militias. They are not the irrational ones. If the government continues to be illegitimate and tyrannical and uncaring, the summer will be nothing compared to what is to come. Christmas Day, a man drove, a, drove an RV into downtown Nashville and detonated a car bomb. Weeks later, Angry Americans stormed our nation's capital. Now, as every state does in its death throes, the government lashes out further. 
30,000 National Guard deployed to D.C. Weapons of war rolled down our streets. Social media mega corporations launched a purge of all left, right, and libertarian voices who oppose the political establishment of both parties. This may be the last chance I get to warn the government of the United States. The people before you, we are the rational ones. BLM, Antifa, Boogaloo, and right-wing militias, they are the antibodies, not the disease that is destroying our country. The disease is a country run by two corrupt political parties that do not care about you. So deeply, so deeply incestuous with corporations that they are indistinguishable from each other. A government that spent six months debating whether to give their own people $600, but only 24 hours to unanimously agree to give billions of dollars to foreign tyrannical governments and corporations. A government that has bombed villages overseas my entire life for my supposed safety here. This is a call for unity. For all of American people that realize the true threat against us to come together. For every mother mourning the ch or children that was killed by police. For every business crushed down by state lockdowns. For every broken soldier sent to fight wars that have no point. This is our last chance to avoid either a tyrannical civil, a tyrannical government or a bloody and pointless civil war among American people who do not have that much against each other and have more in common than they realize. And a message to the government. We come in peace. We do not intend to commit violence. But I am pleading with you, with tears in my eyes and cracks in my voice, if you continue to oppress the American people, they will remain rational no longer. Thank you. Yeah, so... Like I said, that was in Michigan. That was in Lansing, Michigan, at the Capitol. There was also one at the Capitol in Ohio. I believe they had a demonstration in uh, Oregon. I heard of a few others. I didn't hear uh, in all 50 states like uh, was reported by the FBI. I don't know. But the FBI is not a great, reliable source. They get it wrong a lot. Or they always say, oh, we had the tip, but uh, we didn't jump on it because we thought it was out of our jurisdiction. It's, you know, bureaucracy. But I thought he made an interesting point. He's trying to uh, build bridges and tell people that they have the, they have this com this common goal of where it's like, hey, we're against oppression of any sorts, whether it be fascism, communism, blah blah blah. You uh, put that right there, and he's trying to build a bridge to tell people that uh, explain the message why people are really out there, which is true through the the protests all summer through. Every protest we've seen uh, in the last past year is because people are super fed up. They were already fed up, but now you locked them down. Now you took away their businesses, some some jobs. Uh, then that in turn uh, makes it hard for them to pay their rent, which they can either be their People are either losing their homes now or going to lose their homes or already have, or they've been... Uh, had to move or different uh, sorts of things like that. And I think that people are fed up. I think that, and then the media paints it as it's, oh, it's this uh, white right-wing group or it's this. No, there's a bunch of mad people. They have different ideologies, but they have a common goal. And if those people do uh, link together, it's going to be not good for uh, the government. I think that they uh, really got to put it all together because... The people are upset, and they're not taking care of them. I don't know how we end this foreign policy, uh, this American imperialism. I think that's the key. Is like if nobody wants to go to war anymore, everybody wants the troops home. 
People want more jobs here. We want to uh, get it functioning here. And I think that's the point. What, whatever side you're on, left, right, like I said, center, middle, whatever you identify as anarchist, that's the common goal is that we want to reach. And I think that's what they went out there to say. And they wanted to get media attention, but it looks like they didn't get much media attention besides, you know, independent journalists. Because I, I was watching, uh, flipping through the channels all day, the major networks, and I didn't see anything really of this just uh, a few like shots mainly they were focusing on dc and that's another thing because uh, i read an article in the guardian it talks about it says joe biden have new secret service team and concerns about trump loyalty so the article basically uh talks about the fear of secret servicemen and they also imply and a few tweets i read about they imply that they're uh, worried about some of the National Guard and military's loyalty to Trump. Uh, and I found this to be very, uh, the most interesting part of the article. I just uh, got, it's just a f one sentence, but it was very uh, interesting. It says, although staffing changes are typical, several incidents reported reportedly contributed to the heightened concern from Biden's allies that some agents and officers might be loyal to Trump. So they and then they furthered on in the article where they uh, said they identified through different circumstances of people showing their loyalty to Trump. And I think that's a that's pretty strange because Biden was only there four years ago with these same Secret Service people. Like, why would they in most uh, just like most military and most Secret Service people? It's not about uh, party affiliation. It's just about protecting the president. Regardless, so that I thought that was pretty interesting. I know that they have their favorites. It could this could be something out of nothing. Um, obviously, the people are just trying to find stuff to write, but uh, I found it interesting, and especially with uh, the inauguration coming up with so many troops in our capital, it's uh so unheard of, and I think unnecessary. I don't think it's necessary at all, but I think it, it it's to be either it's. It's a show of force, but I also believe that maybe it's some kind of false flag attack that could be, I don't know, but it seems that the stage is set for something like that. Because this two both sides have like pretty much gone at it and they there is everything's out the window right now. It's like the whole even Medicare for all thing that uh Jimmy Dore, the force to vote, that got tossed to the side and the progressive party is now kind of like more for censorship and um uh, all this other stuff, like, uh, here, what's her name? Uh, hold on one second. Let's see, I think I got this clip right here. My bad, yo, I've got a... Seabass here to fill in while I'm trying to find something. But here we go. So I got uh, Representative Presley, uh, one of the progressive caucuses. She's speaking about um, the concerns of GOP Congress who wouldn't wear masks. They made a big deal about this. This is, was a huge deal all over CNN. I mean, they're just, um, it's criminal behavior, Don. I, I don't know what else to call it. 
Um, they have been complicit from the very beginning in uh, their willful criminality to carry the water for Donald Trump and these science denials, which allowed this pandemic to rage out of control. And then by refusing to wear masks, um, I, I, this is criminal behavior. That's chemical warfare, so far as I'm concerned. And uh, again, this is exactly why we should be moving. And I was very proud to be an original co-sponsor of Representative Bush's uh, resolution calling for um, the expulsion of these members. They are unfit to serve. You know, Don, when they took us to the quote unquote safe room and I walked in and, and saw that there was this contingent of anti-maskers in the room gathered, I immediately exited. So imagine in that moment the, the choice that I was making. And we were told as we left that space, you'll be on your own in an evacuation. And I said, I'll take my chances. So in the midst of this terrorizing event, which inflicted great trauma, injury, and loss of life, where you would think even in that moment that they would attempt to extend some grace, some collegiality, or just to be decent human beings. See, I think that's the point of everything. She's talking about, yeah, biological warfare. She's uh, calling them like a criminal act, all that. And I think like what it's going to do is just furthermore, they're trying to dehumanize anybody, not, not just Trump supporters, but now they're trying to lump anybody that's against the agenda and they're trying to find that. And so now you'll see that a lot when, well, you've seen it since the whole coronavirus, like you've seen them talk about, oh, you know, it's this person's fault. You know, you just be a decent human, be a nice person. Don't you care for others? That's like pretty much the point, which really it doesn't like none of those people are actually care for anybody else. They just, um, they're just there to, uh, what's it called? Uh, because even the people that wear the mask, they're wearing it for themselves. They're like worried that they're going to get it. They're not really worried like, oh, if you get it, they say that. It's just very hypocritical. And uh, I thought it was crazy that all these representatives are like talking like this. And then they go, whoa, why is the country like, you know, split and divided? And I'm like, well, you, it comes from the top. You guys have been at each other's throats, especially for the last 10 years, like, there's no um, in-between with them anymore. There, there's no bridges, so people don't see any bridges. All they see is arguments, especially now that we could see all of the conversations online. And to stay relevant, like these people are like uh, p politicians slash influencers. So they jump on what they feel is going to be best for their careers. And until we get uh, out of that, I, I, I don't know. Because it's crazy because... Of Presley, AOC, all of them are progressives. They had a chance to use leverage to force a vote for Medicare for All, which their constituents want. They were voted and they ran on this whole Medicare for All and that we need it now and we're going to put pressure on them. And then they had an opportunity to and they immediately dropped the ball. They didn't care. So it just proves that no matter what anybody says, they have to prove it. And that's why we definitely need some kind of like uh, term limits for all these politicians, because this cycle is going to keep happening. Like I call AOC uh, Pelosi Jr. Pelosi Jr. for sure, because she's aligning herself with the establishment. Now she's pushing hard for censorship. She uh, is calling out Facebook and saying it's, uh, you know, they played a big part in the uh, the January 6th Capitol protest. 
she's uh wants to start a task force that uh tries to rein the media in. She wants to have people like it's crazy. It's pure censorship. She wants to have it in uh where it's state run media, which it already pretty much is. And she wants but she wants all alternative perspectives to be shut down. I don't think that's going to happen, though, because regardless, you're not going to shut people like me up. We don't have to have an Instagram. All I have to all I have to do is go just talk to people like people know they're not stupid. Most people know what's up. It's just that uh, they're trying their hardest not to get in conflict with people. I think at least me, I try not to. So it's like, who do you trust? Like, that's why what that guy, the Boogaloo guy was saying is really relevant. Like, he's saying that there's pe- people are fed up. You're doing all the Look at our foreign policy. So much money is sent to Israel, what, Pakistan? They had some gender study in Pakistan. We saw, the, and that's just, that's nothing compared to the money we spend all the time. And we have our infrastructure falling apart. We have tons of things that we could fix here. And then the rich are getting richer. You saw that. I know. I don't know if anybody was reading a lot about. Uh, now they say America's biggest farm owner of uh, uh, owner of farmland now, Bill Gates. So Bill Gates, the uh, fourth richest person in the world and self-described nerd, who is known for his early programming skills rather than his love for outdoors, has been quietly snatching up 242,000 acres of farmland across the U.S. Enough to make him the top private farmland owner in America. After years of reports that he was purchasing uh, agricultural land in the places like Florida and Washington, the land land report revealed that Gates, who has net worth of nearly $121 billion, according to Forbes, has built up a massive farmland portfolio spanning 18 states. So now with um, him and uh, Monsanto's, with all their seeding and their uh, fake meat, and they're pushing out the little farmers. I can't believe people have taken AOC serious long enough for her to get where she's gotten. I posted it on my IG. Yeah, that's it's it's just that people believe in hope. Like sometimes I don't fault them because they they want to have you know some hope. Yeah. So now I, not only has he got the vaccine game where he that's just buku money, and that's not a calculating all that money yet. Now, him and Monsanto, they got all the seeds, they got all the, uh, you know, the plants to make bug meat, all that. And now he's buying up all the farmlands and further pushing out the small businesses and the small farmer because there's no way they can compete with people like him. And then they get the big contracts. So he's quietly always just out and about in the scene trying to... uh, I don't know. I don't trust him. I don't I don't know if it's part of the conspiracy. I don't know about all that, but I don't trust the the actions of such a wealthy person, especially with uh, his family's past in eugenics. He's determined to poison us one way or another. Yeah. He'll figure it out. If he doesn't get you with that, that and well, that's the thing too is like, well, you can totally control somebody with uh, their food chain. So, I think it's just an attack on being self, uh, self efficient. You know, 
that way, if you don't act the way you're supposed to act, then they just cut it off because people, they don't want you growing. Yeah, they want don't want you collecting. You know, that's been laws in a lot of places collecting rainwater. That's been a thing for a long time. Like, and that wasn't a big deal that people should have made a big deal of. You know, they should have made a big deal. Um, because collecting rainwater straight comes from the sky and you can't do it. That's pretty uh, interesting. What else I got? I was looking on the World Economic Forum. They had an interesting piece. Uh, titled Venus was once Earth-like, but climate change made it uninhabitable. The planet Venus once likely had surface temperatures similar to present-day Earth. Recent modeling has revealed. I like how it says the planet Venus once likely had surfaces. Likely. It probably has had oceans, rain, perhaps snow, maybe contain uh, uh, plants, blah, blah, blah. They're, they're basically trying to say that... Um, Venus was Earth-like, and that we should learn from Venus uh, that that could happen to us with climate change. And it's just, like, stuff I don't agree with because the whole Green New Deal is a bunch of bullshit because why are, we're still making plastic. If we're still going to make plastics, like, then we're not trying to fix the environment. We're not trying to clean the oceans. There's plenty of things that we can make biodegradable that could uh, uh, help with our trash problems. They're not trying to fight any of the actual um, problems we have with the environment. It's just further uh, bureaucracy because they're going to have carbon tax. A carbon tax is not going to affect a huge corporation. It's only going to affect small corporations and obviously affect us. So when they give us a tax because they're saying, oh, well, you drove, uh, what, 100 or 200 miles, whatever whatever it may be. This is how much carbon that you uh, put into the atmosphere, blah, blah, blah. And we're going to get taxed for it. Now, the super wealthy are just going to be like, oh, we don't care. They're not going to stop polluting the air. They're not going to stop making plastics. They're not going to stop. They're not going to use new methods. And they're, they're going to show some new methods that we've already been using. But it's just, to me, it's just redundant. It's like, I'm down to help the environment. But I, I know from reading the Green New Deal, that is not what... uh they say it is, and it just has the the squad, you know. Basically, that was that's the little celebrity um, uh, position of the Democratic Party. The progressives is the squad, and they've used them for to push all their agenda. Like, I think everybody, because I hear a lot of people talking about socialism a lot, and calling Nancy Pelosi socialist. She's not a socialist. She's a corporate capitalist. And I think that some of these progressives are kind of like, I, I can see AOC kind of leaning towards that more, seeing like, well, and then she's going to use the excuse as I have to beat it from within. So like like someone was saying earlier in the comments, I forgot who said that, but yeah, I don't understand why people take AOC seriously. And then uh, Ilhan Omar, she was on Twitter earlier this week, and she was saying, how can we have unity? Um there can't be unity because of these people and like kind of provoking. Uh, I just don't get it. I don't see the point in it. Like all this blame. Cause it's, it's really, it's, how is it the people's fault? And they don't want to hold their own people accountable because it's on both sides. Speaking of wealthy, you know, this, uh, mother flower Bezos made likes. Oh yeah. In July, he made, 13 billion in one day. 
and that's what I say. Like, that's why they're jumping on these. Uh, uh, um, they're advocating for certain, um, like for the BLM. It's all just social justice warrior bullshit. They're not going to change anything. That's why I never understood, like, why people accept that. Like, why people accept, like, they go, oh, man, we can't fix nothing, but we'll change the name of this school or we'll change this name of this flag or whatever. Like, I'm like, what? So you change the name of the flag. Okay, whoop-de-doo. You didn't fucking change the circumstances. You, you The people are still living in the shit. And that's the point, is that we're constantly... Uh, and now we're just at each other's throat. And, and uh, I don't know. Hopefully that people do uh, hear some of those messages that resonate. That like, hey, man, we're in this together as far as... We got to do what we got to do to survive. And obviously the elite in our ruling class do not have our best interest. They have not proven to have our best interest. Especially with all the heavy censorship that's going on right now. I've seen my, uh, I've seen followers drop like crazy. And then I've seen people like remake accounts and uh, let me know like, oh man, I got my whole account deleted. And and this is like, the, what, this is the second or third wave of the purge because they've been purging for a while. But I don't think they'll ever really, they're never going to ever really silence everybody because... People are, we don't give a shit. Come on, man. And we got this other one, uh, Unlimited Hangout. I don't know if you guys listen. Uh, I read a lot of her, uh, Whitney Webb. That's her website, Unlimited Hangout. Silicon Valley and World Economic Forum-backed foundation announced global initiative for COVID-19 vaccine records. Silicon Valley most influential companies alongside healthcare companies, U.S. intelligent contractors, and the Commons Project Foundation recently launched the Vaccination cert Credential Initiative. The initiative ambitions reach far beyond vaccines and will have major implications for civil liberties. Uh, I'm going to post this for sure, this one, in my link tree. I would suggest, it's a, I don't know, maybe like a 15, 20-minute read, but it's well worth it. She's pretty thorough. Oh, no, this one's only like a 10-minute read. Usually she writes pretty long articles, but they're very thorough. And uh, Whitney Webb's really good, especially on like the AI and the technocracy. She's her and the last uh, last Bagavon, the last American Bagavon. That's uh, she does a podcast with uh, the host of that, and you should check that out. They have some good news too, because it looks like uh, it's the same players linking up, and we're, and that's what it is: is to push for this technocracy. Uh, where it's this new form of of living, this new form of government, this new form of control systems that has uh, the capability of seeing where everybody's at whenever they want to see where everybody's at. They can already, obviously. We have phones. Um, they can track us with our phones on GPS. But I think it's just going to make it even more, you know, easily accessible to anybody. And those that information could get sold. Uh, I think it's just like we always talk about on here is just it's um, it's all about control and power and uh, getting people to comply uh, to the narrative that they deem fit. Let's see what else I got. Oh, yeah, don't we have, like, 
AOC too. She was saying something about where was that? I think I seen that in the Times or the Post, New York Post, maybe. Like I said, thanks for bearing with me. I know today's a, a little weird episode with uh, Seabass not here. Usually, I'm better with like bouncing, uh, bouncing off with somebody. So, you know what I mean. If anybody want to hop on, feel free. You can hop on, or uh, you got any stories you guys are hot on, like. Basically, to me, I was just focusing a lot on that whole Boogaloo thing because I thought that, like I said, that that was the most interesting development of the whole weekend for me. Yeah, knowing less sometimes is better. Or I know because I, I look at my brother and he he lives that world of bliss, and I, I don't I don't blame him. I mean, it's a lot of, especially when it's uh, it feels helpless at times. But, like I said, it's always nice that a lot more people are figuring out, like, that we need to join forces and that we need uh, to realize who's the real, uh, who's really in control, which is us. We are the uh, majority. It's just that we're split and we're so divided that we can't figure out that we have the same common goals. So we fight each other. I think this is the one right here. Yeah, New York Post. Good old AOC. She's going hard. She disappeared when uh, Jimmy Dore got her scared on Twitter. She, Like I said, with that force to vote, she kind of like hid out for a while. Let's see. Yep. The federal government means to fund the deprogramming, deprogramming of white supremacists and conspiracy theorists. Uh, AOC said Friday, the white supremacist cause is futile. AOC, Democrat, da, 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 da. this world will never exist. That's why we're uh, seeing violence right now. Siege on the Capitol. We have to pick those pieces. Da, da, da. Well, basically, yeah, she's saying that <laughs> she wants to put conspiracy theorists. And like first she said white supremacists, and then she throws conspiracy theorists in there as well as because of the, as we knew that a lot of the QAnon PSYOP would be used against the conspiracy truth or world as uh, a sign that, conspiracies are dangerous yes they're definitely mad at the wrong people and uh, they're mad at their neighbors and their 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 moms their dads their uncles their you know their co-workers the lady at the store the people that live in their same existence and they're should and they're cool and they promote and they protect those that don't even know their name it, it's very interesting how the human mind works because they think that they're doing the right thing, but they can't see what's right in front of their face, that we all have very similar views of existence. It's just about living, and we're fighting for other people's ideology that would not lift a finger to even push a bill to give us more money. Well, I guess it just depends on who is mad like obviously there is people that are mad at the right people but i just think there is a lot that have their anger misguided yeah it's a uh, i think there will be a point this year that more people will kind of be like yeah you know what why are we uh so angry about these little things 
at some point, I believe that will happen because I don't think everybody wants some like terrible like conflict. Of course, there's gonna be a, there's always a handful. We all have a friend that's willing, isn't ready for a chaotic night or or some kind of chaos. But in general, most people just want to live life, and that's why a lot of people do comply. And the only problem is is that like I always hear this too. Like people have said like, oh, you would you hear that on YouTube? Oh, where'd you, who did, well, I'm like, well, isn't that, do you realize that people have been taking online classes for like five, six, seven years? So if they're learning off of a screen, what's the difference? Like that, I just think it's funny that we use these whole little terms that people have come up with. Like, I hear the same rhetoric over and over, like all the defenses of every position. It's, it's so refreshing when you do meet someone that has a little bit of a, a different perspective on whatever we're talking about. Man, at the right, what's the example? Afraid of 5G cancer radiation, but they don't wonder why it is powering the next gen AI technology. Yeah, and that's a whole nother uh, a boat with the AI because depends on what you think where AI is going to go. Oh, yeah, the evidence thing, man. I show people, um, Stuff. Oh, I got okay. Perfect example. I got into an argument. So, the World Economic Forum they started this little group, this Halo Team Halo, and one of the they're the TikTok doctors, uh, virologists, and I think there might be a couple epidemiologists and other professions. Right? They're on TikTok making TikTok videos, and to me, they're so stupid. I, I was talking about it before on here, where they say it's the Swiss cheese effect, and if you have one, there's a hole. If you don't have, if you have all three, they can cover the whole blah, blah. It was so stupid. But anyway, she's talking about um, the overall death rate and how that proves that, you know, about COVID and blah, blah, blah. So I respond and I said, well, how do we know? Uh, no, I said, what is the standard piece, uh, the standard cycle threshold count for the PCR process? And she said, that doesn't matter. And I'm saying it doesn't matter. What do you mean it doesn't matter? And she said, it doesn't matter there wouldn't be this many deaths without COVID. That's like her whole response. And I'm like, I'm going back and forth. Um, obviously, I'm not quoting anybody here, but I brought up Kerry Mullis. Kerry Mullis, the biochemist that invented the PCR process, uh, won a Nobel Peace Prize for it. I talked about how he said that it amplifies molecules and that it does not prove infection because the higher threshold count, the less viral load. She was like, no, 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 you're just a denier. And if you're denying COVID at this, uh, you know, this state after 10 months, you're just an idiot. It's just, uh, they don't, it doesn't make, you can't make sense to them. Like, I'm like, how do you, how are you saying you know more than the man that won a Nobel Peace Prize for inventing the process? I would think that he knows what it's for and what it was intended for. But now that they just don't care about arguments. They just, it's just blind faith. So if I'm attending to. Yeah, yeah I can do a lot. Oh, and that, that's what I told her too. I said, how can we try, like, malpractice is the third leading cause of death in the United States of America. 
And then I told her, if you're so worried about people's safety, how come you're not uh, promoting vitamin D? The CDC said 85% of COVID uh, patients were vitamin D deficient. And as soon as I said that, she was like, oh, if you say anything else, I'll block you. And I was just, I just laughed. I didn't really care. But it just like, and this is a, a virologist that has a lot of influence. She, I don't know, she has like 90, maybe 100,000 followers. And they're going to just listen to whatever she says. And she has videos on there telling her, telling people, like, there's nothing, the vaccine is 100% um, perfect, nothing's wrong with it, I just took it, you should take it, everybody needs to take it. And I don't think that, and that, that's what some of my argument uh, was with her, is, well, where's the transparency? Where's the debate? Where is the uh, all this going on? And, you know, she couldn't respond, and she was getting more frustrated with it, but... That just tells you if someone on uh, is thinking like that, there's no changing her mind. She think she 100% believes that she's right. She said it doesn't matter about the PCR process. She's basically saying that just having that molecule in you is all that you need to prove that you're uh, infectious, which is not true, especially when the man that invented the test said that's not true. And he was very critical of Fauci through the AIDS epidemic. And there's a lot of uh, shady stuff that was going on uh, with that. Um, I got one clip, I think. I'm going to, it's from the No Agenda show. It's from the No Agenda show. And it's Dr. Martin, Dr. David Martin. And uh, I think it's on this, uh, there's also this good uh, piece you might want to watch with the uh, Judy Malkovich, Malkovich or whatever I always hear her name wrong. Uh, Robert Kennedy Jr., uh, David, uh, Doctor David Martin, and a couple others. It's called "Focus on Fauci." Google that. Look for it. They've been taking it off YouTube, but you can uh, if you go on DuckDuckGo or uh, Brave. I use Brave a lot lately. Um, go look at look up that. It's called "Focus on Fauci." It's really good. But um, here's something that I thought was interesting. Like I said, I got the only clip I could find was from the No Agenda show. Uh, Adam Curry and John C. Dvorak. Definitely, you guys should check them out as well. But uh, here's a clip of Dr. David Martin kind of explaining the legality of the coronavirus. When Moderna was started, and if you go back and look at their SEC filings, and we've gone through all their SEC filings, they make a point of saying that their technology is a gene therapy technology. Gene therapy technology. Mm -hmm. You'll notice that they don't say vaccination. And it was set up to be a cancer treatment. So this is gene therapy, chemotherapy. Now let's just stop for a minute. Let's just ask the question. If Anthony Fauci got up and said to everybody, hey, we want you to take chemotherapy for the disease that you may or may not ever have, there wouldn't be a single person raising their hand. The prophylactic chemotherapy, you wouldn't be doing it. You know why you wouldn't be doing it? Because it's a dumb idea. That's why you wouldn't be doing it. And States wouldn't be able to mandate it, and employers wouldn't be able to mandate it. No employer would be able to mandate a chemotherapy for a disease that you don't have. Mm. That would not okay. be a legal thing to do. But they called their technology gene therapy technology. They made a big point of saying that this was not investigational new drugs. This was gene therapy technology. This belonged in the Center for Biologics, potentially even the CDRH, the Center for Device and Radiologic Health. But what they're doing is they're putting together a synthetic fragment 
of nucleic acid. It's not mRNA. It's not natural. It's not even a natural component of a fragment. It's a synthetic fragment. It's a technology embedded within a fat carrier, uh, a, a peg carrier, and, and that is being introduced into the cell not to induce a immunity from infection with a SARS-CoV virus, and it's not to block transmission of it. It's actually to lessen symptoms associated with the S1 spike protein, not even the virus itself. The fact of the matter is this thing is actually not a vaccination. What I found interesting as I was doing a show prep is the UK is about to start a large treatment trial, and they're going to be using interferon beta 1a and i remember interferon interferon or inter that's uh they use that against aids it's they're, they're giving people chemo and this shot is apparently a high-tech version or maybe the medical definition of a chemotherapy not a vaccination now he reviews how the cdc defines this why would you say it's not a vaccination well let's look at the legal standard for what a vaccination is. And let's start with the Center for Disease Control's own definitions. Two important operative definitions. Immunity is protection from an infectious disease. Protection from an infectious disease. If you are immune to a disease, you can be exposed to it without becoming infected. By definition, Neither Pfizer nor Moderna even claims that to be the case. Immunity, you can be exposed to a pathogen, infectious disease, without becoming infected. Not only is that not the case, we're going to get to this in a minute, but in their clinical trials, they specifically say they're not going to test that. And then the CDC says a vaccine is a product that stimulates a person's immune system to produce immunity, see the definition above, to a specific disease, protecting the person from that disease. That's the CDC. So let's just stipulate for the sake of this conversation that the CDC's own definition and what Pfizer and Moderna are doing do not match. I find this very encouraging news because if we ever get to the point... Yeah, I know that was a long clip, but I thought it was pretty good. And he talks about the legality of it and that how it is not an actual vaccine and that it is gene-altering and that it is basically a chemotherapy jab and i think that's why we're seeing so much of you're seeing a lot of people with uh i know those videos have been going around of people having the shakes and people um you know not being able to walk and uh my mom going through chemo like uh that happens to her that happens like where um it's hard for her to walk you know at times so i would and you know they get shaky so obviously it's attacking the nerves so very interesting, and I think we got to dive deeper into the legality of it to see what we can do because I've looked into um, if if your employer can force you to get the vaccine, they can, and you, you can't sue them uh, from what I've read, at least in my state and then in California as well. That's what I've looked up. It may be different in your state, but pretty much the only thing that you can maybe get compensated for is by the government. I think they have like some kind of like vaccine. Um, I forgot what it's called, like vaccine fund. But other than that, there's nobody that can really be held accountable. It's kind of interesting because it seems like the government sets all their uh, establishments that way to um, not be able to be held accountable 
like every politician, like police officers, like high-ranking uh, military forces that, uh, you know, military generals and officers that are making big decisions that affect people's lives and life or death. Very interesting, but yeah, so I don't know. I think that we've known for a while the mRNA vaccine was uh, gene-altering, but just to hear more uh, clarity on that, like I said, you should also go check out that uh, Focus on Fauci. That's really good because people that were old enough understand that Fauci, um, and and then a lot of people were able to see uh, with uh, the pandemic uh, video um, documentary that came out. That was really good to help a lot of people see what happened with the AIDS epidemic. I was young during the AIDS epidemic, so yeah. What's up, uh, Catalin, uh, Caitlin? Uh, what's up? Uh, what's that? The kid Derek. What's up, Anti Master Club man? What's going on with all the masks? So, how is the mask uh, situation going on in everybody's cities? So, like, I think it's so bogus that people are talking about um, that nobody's masked up and this and that. Everywhere I go, I'm the only person that doesn't wear a mask, literally. So, I don't understand. Like, th I guess I'm the super spreader. I don't. I don't know. But what's people's, uh, uh, wherever you're, uh, name your state and how's the mass situation over there? Like, are they kind of relaxed about it? Yeah, what's your question? Are they relaxed about it at your state? Are uh, there are a lot of conflicts? Or are people kind of more uh, lackadaisy, uh, laxical about it? Plenty in Texas. Uh, Cali. I heard Cali's all masked up, and I already knew they were. New York. How's New York? Are are they strict on the mask? Go watch The New Normal, a 53-minute uh, documentary on YouTube. Yeah, I'll check it out for sure. Zombie as fuck. <laughs> are you trying to focus uh, to get the shot? Are they trying to focus? Uh, yeah, I believe so, because uh, Biden says he wants to get 100, 100 million shots in his first 100 days. Okay, South Bay, yeah. Yeah, and then I heard, like, people, my friends that are in, like, uh, certain parts of Orange County and then Riverside, um, they told me it's a little bit more uh, relaxed over there. I guess it just depends on your county and your city and uh, how they enforce it. Okay, yeah. So it pretty much... Yeah, so, like, pretty much the same areas, the super, super uh, uh, social justice warrior areas are going off the hook, and then the other areas are kind of just more relaxed about it. Because nobody really even tells me nothing out here. I mean, everybody's masked up, but nobody really tells me anything. They just let me go by about my business. Had a neighbor post on Nextdoor, a neighbor app. She said, I'm so disgusted we should go out since the police are busy and take pictures of people at the beach with no mask. Oh, my God. <laughs> and shame them. Dude, that's crazy. Mass situation is uh, mandated for public. Okay, yeah, the transportation, yeah. Yeah, in L.A., social justice warriors all a part of the narrative. I'm sick of NY. On social media, California, San Luis. I live in Gardena, and it's a mix of maskers. Yeah, fucking wild. Yeah, like... Like I said, out here, I live uh, in Metro Detroit area in Michigan, and a lot of people are pretty much masked up. They're all, but like I said, nobody really approaches me and says anything. I don't, 
I also, I think the only thing that happened the other day, I was in a Walmart. I walked in and they were like, hey, excuse me, sir. But I just kept walking. (laughs) I just don't even talk to them. Like, they're not going to, like, if you just keep going, like, I'm not even going to engage in a conversation. I'm just going to go and get my shit. And uh, because I had to get something real quick for work. So I was like, I'm I'm not going to, I'm not going to deal with this. And pretty for the most part, people just leave me alone. Leave me alone. Oh, okay, <laughs> Taylor, Michigan. I'm from Cali, but yeah, uh, I'm over here in uh, uh, Clinton Township. I moved from Cali uh, what, a couple a couple years ago. It's all right out here. Well, it looks like I'm coming to an end. Uh, I'm probably gonna hop on in uh, another five minutes. Uh, if y'all wanna, if anybody wants to hop on, uh, when I hop back on, uh, discuss whatever you guys want to discuss. I'll be back on in about five minutes, and uh, yeah, like you know how we do it: wake the fuck up or get woke the fuck up.
say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill.